like that. Like that. It's a lot of money. Why are you mad like that? Like that. Ooh, ooh, I'm in my new bag. My bad. You ain't getting shit, bitch. Too bad. My bad. Yeah. Uh, first of the month, I'ma run it back. Ay. Same day, why I'ma run it back? Yeah. Friday, payday, run it back. Ay. Run it back, run it back, run it back. Ooh. 48 yards, I run it back. Ay. I cop a car, I run it back. Yeah. Fuck on your bar, then run it back. Uh. Run it back, run it back, run it back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan. And this is your boy, Desmond. And welcome to episode seven of Two Black Nerds. Ooh, numero seven. Wow. Episode seven, man. It's, uh... Numero seven. Came around pretty fast. Yeah, man. Seven episodes in right now. Uh, actually, pretty proud to say that. Um, I don't know if I've ever done seven episodes officially of anything. Yeah, well, that's... Well, no, I can't say that. I have, but it still feels good to have seven episodes of it Two does. Black Nerds. Anyway, y'all, we back again with another episode this week, man. Again, just thank you to everybody, per usual, for listening to this podcast. I've gotten a lot of good feedback over the past week, I feel like. I've gotten people to you know sort of talk to me about their thoughts on the show, things that they like, things that they want to see from us. Um, and as always, man, we're really... We're really always open and ready to hear those suggestions and always. and feedback from from you guys. Like mm-hmm. we 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 look forward to it. It's only it's only going to help us in the long run, right? right? So always looking forward to hearing those things. So keep it coming, man. Keep it coming on social media, please. Facebook, no, not Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. We don't have a. Facebook. Why did I say Facebook? Why is Facebook on my mind? Do we need a Facebook? I don't think we. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna yeah. follow us on Anybody Facebook. Going. I posted about us on Facebook one time, and grandma like, listening to two black nerds. We got like seven likes, so no Facebook, <laughs> only Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at two black nerds. Man, follow us for sure uh, to stay up to date with everything that we have going on. Um, we're always posting about brand new news that breaks, new trailers yeah. that come out. And just things that we're interested to, you know, or interested in, I should say. We're always just kind of, you know, posting about those things. And if you ever have any suggestions or things that you want to see us talk about on the show, you can easily hit us up on social media at Two Black Nerds. We're always going to, you know, look at those comments and and, and DMs and stuff like that and take that into account and try to fit that into our our schedule for the show, man. So we're back. Always happy to be here. Um, We back. We got a lot to get to today per usual um we have three movies that we've recently seen that are i would dare say some of the best movies that we've seen this this, this year this is this is a run it's it's quite a run man starting from what we did last tuesday up until today the recording of this show man we've seen some 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 excellent movies i would say uh, that we're going to get into and then we also have as usual a lot of other just random news that broke throughout the week different things as it relates to the streaming wars which uh which continue to rage on each and every week and we continue to find out new deals that are being made um and also some brand new superhero movie news which is going to be very interesting. We get a long-awaited movie, finally gets a release date. Ugh. Been waiting on it for quite a while. Um, and then, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, some other things happening in the city. A recent convention just went down this weekend um, that we're going to cover, man. So, a lot to get into. The first topic that we're going to talk about today is a brand-new movie just released, Waves, which is the latest release from A24. Now, Waves is uh, something that we've been looking forward to for a while, right? Yeah, a lo- long time. Long time. The trailer, I remember seeing it probably about two months ago, um, yeah, around that, that time. Right. Yeah, and um, instantly, like... It's actually pretty fast. Let me think about it. Yeah, the marketing, like the stretch is not that long, mm-hmm. um, but it feels it feels like a long time. Because I feel like, like we time. see a lot of movies in between. But mm-hmm. I remember, you know, seeing the trailer and hearing Frank Ocean in the trailer, and instantly I was like, wait a second. 
this is different. Frank, Frank, I don't know if Frank ever licensed out his music for anything. Any, anything right? Yeah. And so when I saw that trailer and like Frank Ocean is in the background, I'm like, wait a second. Well, mm-hmm. this is, What's this, going on this here? Is, this is different. And then, so. I see, and then I seen the black cast. Well, yeah. And know, then I said, that oh, too, right? Yeah. Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Sterling K. Brown is in it. I'm like, okay, okay. This looks really. Yeah. And But, you know, the trailer is. Is a it's a bit ambiguous. It doesn't give too much away to the Which story. Most almost all trailers should be like that. Yeah, yeah. They should they just they should aspire to be like mm-hmm. that, right? Um so you know, it was pretty ambiguous, but still interesting nonetheless. Like still a really good trailer, I think, and and got me really excited to see this movie. So we finally saw waves. I know people have been asking us to talk about this movie who've already seen it or they're you know they're excited to see it and they just want to hear our thoughts about waves and we just watched it man we're literally fresh out of the theater Mm -hmm. from seeing this movie we saw it probably we just finished it up uh, about a little bit over an hour ago right um so this movie is very much top of mind so we wanted to just start off with waves and get right into it man so just to give a little bit of background about the movie is written and directed by trey edward schultz this is his third movie i believe Mm -hmm. um he also directed it comes at night which came out a couple of years ago and it's starring kelvin harrison jr lucas hedges taylor russell alexa demi uh, from euphoria fame renee elise goldsberry um, who was in the original cast of hamilton and of course sterling k brown and uh, this movie is doing really really well with critics 91 percent so far um and i think the audience score though it's only a few people who've reviewed it i think maybe like seven or eight has a 100% audience score. So it's doing uh, quite well. We saw the movie. What are your thoughts on Waves, bro? What a film. Um, This is is a movie that actually takes its time. It's a very patient movie, I would say. It does a very good job of uh, camera movement to convey the message of the movie. It does a very good job of color, um, which we've talked about, which is just... One of the highlights, easy, of the movie is li- literally the color. Color, just sensational. It's in the poster. Yeah. Right? Like, all over it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you like kind of feel it coming. But this is just what, it's just a, a very great, amazing film, I think. It was very well made. And yeah, man, it's, it's so much to unpack. It really is. Um, unfortunately, we can't do that here. But <laughs> right. what I also will say, I, I want to give uh, credit to Kelvin uh, Harris Jr. Right? Yeah. Where he, or Harrison Jr., sorry, and he is just, this is the second time um, after seeing the movie Loose, right? The second time where he just, he does what he has to do on that screen. For sure. Kelvin Harris, Harrison, I keep wanting to say Harris, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is just, he's already becoming my favorite. I don't even know how old he is. He's like, he has to be like. He's 24. I think 25 or 24. You can't tell. Yeah, no. You can't tell because in Lucy played a high schooler, right? And mm-hmm. this, in this film, he also plays a high schooler. And he really is. He, he's a talent, dude. Yeah. You know, we're, we are going to start seeing him more and more in the future. And a lot of people don't know his name, right? Because Lucy is really low-key. And this is really low-key. And I really do believe he he is the future of black actors. Yeah. I really do. He's one of he's one of the few. Yeah, man. He, um, he was absolutely sensational in this movie. Um, I would also give credit to Taylor Russell as well, who oh, played his, little, his little sister in the movie. So just, you know, without spoilers for Waves, generally this movie is about a black family, right? Um, it doesn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it focuses on their identity of being a black family, right. um, but that is certainly a reality that is addressed a couple of times throughout the movie. But it's ultimately about a family, a suburban family, um, and their relationships with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and how they sort of navigate their lives. Um, and it ultimately... Um, 
it becomes a bit of a tragic movie, really, and it, it, it sort of examines, you know, how they move throughout this situation that, that occurs and how they deal with it and their relationships with, with, with each other. Um, there There's father-son sort of tension there. Mm-hmm. Um, there. There's, you know, husband and wife tension there. Right. There's a lot, you know, to unpack in terms of just like family structure mm-hmm. and how it unfolds as like a family drama, right? And so there's, um, there's a really strong, I would say a really strong focus on that that in addition to the things that you mentioned about the technical aspects of the movie right. which i think it probably excels at better than anything else like when you talk about the cinematography the direction of the camera mm-hmm. the color choices you know all these things and we got to talk about that soundtrack for a second y'all, because y'all the choices in this movie y'all. and the songs that are featured if if y'all listen mm. to any kind of music that i think y'all listen to <laughs> this thing was bumping yes the whole movie is bumping y'all like yeah. this and it's they're different songs too, right? They're not. They all don't have the same feel. Right. Some of them fit the mo or the mood perfectly. Yeah. And it it pays off. Right. It, does, it pays off, y'all. I think I would best describe it as like they're songs that you that you'll know, mm-hmm. but they're not songs that you would hear that often. Right. Right. Exactly. Like they're definitely songs that if you listen to certain artists, you'll know what they are. Like when it comes on, you're like, oh yeah, I know what song mm-hmm. that is, right? But it's not necessarily like that artist's most recognizable song right. per se. Right. But it fits the the structure and the narrative of the movie Amazing. so well and they're they're you know so strategically placed like mm-hmm. every time a, a song came on i mean not only did it like stir me up and i'm like oh shit like that's my <laughs> song boy but it was also like wait a second this actually fits perfectly with mm-hmm. the tone of the scene at the moment right right you know and i think it's best to experience that without knowing what what songs are a part of the movie but just know man there is some incredible i think artistic choices made not only with the soundtrack but just with all the other things that we yeah. mentioned, like the usage of color and like how it transitioned mm-hmm. throughout the film and, you know, how it sort of it almost felt like at times like color, like pulsated throughout the movie. Like right. it, it color had a sound, you mm-hmm. know, it was it was more than just like what it visually looked like, like different colors had sounds mm-hmm. to them and, and feels and tones and like it made you feel something when you saw a specific color come on screen. And that I wasn't expecting that, you know, that was something that was a bit of a surprise to me. That's one of the ideas I can't wait to unpack. Like I have to, I have to talk about that. Uh, I've been telling Jordan ever since we left the theater, the the title is my favorite part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's again, it's, it's ambiguous enough to make you not understand, right. What the movie is about, but it's so specific once you watch the movie to what it is about, <laughs> right? It's it's such a perfect title. For sure. I couldn't I couldn't have thought of yeah I, I wouldn't have came up with this. The, yeah. the, it's genius to me. Yeah, and that yeah. It was very yeah it was it was a very good choice to call call this movie Waves for many reasons. I guess you know one of the things like after I left the theater, one of the things that I did sort of grapple with that you know I wonder. Um, I don't know if this speaks to the quality of the film per se, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it does. I mean, actually, it probably does. But the one thing that I thought sort of lacked in, in certain areas mm-hmm. was the writing mm-hmm. and the script. I think it's good writing. Like, I think it's good, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's great writing right. What is what I'll say because um, – I think that's actually a, a pretty intentional choice. It seems like, like the mm-hmm. movie, the movie makes choices to focus a lot on the visual aspects, right. you know, of what's occurring on screen. And so the writing at some points felt like it didn't necessarily always match the quality of the, of the visual representation yeah. on screen. So I did think that at certain points, the writing could have been a little bit better. Um, and 
some conversations in the movie as it relates to the topics and themes when we're talking about, you know, a black family living in, in the suburbs, you know, and it's a family of like entrepreneurs or just like these different ideas or even like a young boy and a young girl going to high school and what that means. Certain scenes like in certain dialogue between characters, I felt like it was a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like they conveyed some ideas that were a little like, of course, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we get that. You didn't have to say it that way. Maybe if it was presented yeah. in a more intriguing way. So mm-hmm. there were a couple of points where I thought that I think the I think part of the reason that also is true is because there there's so many heavy themes in the movie that they didn't want the script to feel convoluted. They didn't want it. They didn't want too much happening. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted you to sit on or he wanted you to sit on stuff a couple times, mm-hmm. which, again, that's not necessarily, you know, I don't know how to work that out. Right. Where sure. you have this super heavy theme in a movie and it may not be the best script choice. Right. Sure. But it was almost like he wrote this thing. And he was like, okay, let's pull it back. Yeah, yeah. And he did that a few times. And, and to me, the whole second half of the movie was <laughs> Yeah. Well, Honestly. Well, I'm, so it's funny you mention that because I do want to talk about the structure as well of the movie mm-hmm. and how it is laid out. And I, again, I don't want to give really anything away in this particular episode about the movie, but it's not a typical three-act structure oh, no. of a movie. It's, to me, it's one, two. Right, yeah. No, it's definitely, <laughs> it's a part one and a part, part two. two yeah. Right. I also would say that the second half of the movie which I think is just by nature of like what unfolds and what happens exactly. is not quite as, as, as strong. strong as the first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not quite mm-hmm. as strong. The first half, there's very much a, a, a certain tone and feel. It's, right. it's, it's chaotic almost. Mm-hmm. It's frenetic. It's, it's really unstable at times. Yeah. And you, you, you feel that based off of mm-hmm. what's happening with the characters in the movie. And the second half is much more, it feels much more inward, isolated, mm-hmm. right? Quiet at times. Um, Waves. Which, <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going pack it later. Let's, right. I'm talking about it later. Let, 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 let's table that one. But it, it speaks, uh, you know, it's it's a deliberate choice. Yeah. I, I get it. It speaks to the characters and how we follow mm-hmm. that movie. But it was like, yeah. damn, it didn't quite hit me as, as yeah, much as the I first I feel like did. if he would have just shortened it and told, yeah. It, yeah, and told yeah. us that same second part, would just just take some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, um, just you, a few things. He could have just cut scenes. You yeah. know, uh, it might not necessarily be a they didn't get the shot or they did get the shot. You know, I think they literally in the editing room just could have cut some stuff out and we would have got it and it would have been just as powerful. Um, but that being said, it was still really really good. Absolutely, uh, um, yeah. a really good movie. Um, I, I would recommend it. I will say that it, it, it it's filled with a lot of pain and trauma. Yeah. Um, that is a forewarning. If you do go to see this movie, it's filled with a lot of pain and yeah, um, certain say, sequences that are tough to watch at times. Yeah, super trigger warning, not in the, you know, the traditional sense of trigger, right? But in the sense of uh, emotional stability. Yeah. Just go go into this movie knowing that there you're going to feel something. 100%. Um, you're going to feel several things. Yeah. It really is, I, we say this all the time, roller coaster of emotions, right? And you just need to know that before you watch this film. I, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Waves is out. Go see it. I would recommend it absolutely. Um, you know, see this movie if you can. I know it's a limited sort of release, it's a smaller movie, but if you can definitely check it out, definitely will recommend that for you. You know, I'm actually curious so. does A24 ever really do that great in the box office? No, not really. All the movies are too small. No, they're they're very 
I mean, they're a niche studio, right? They 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 know exactly the type of movie that they yeah. want to distribute, and so the releases on pretty much all of their films t- tend to be limited and that's, don't make that much money. But they they also don't cost much to make. Yeah, you that's, know? that's so, really yeah. interesting. Speaking to the you know the consumer um, of movies that we yeah, have today. Yeah, and I think I think a twenty four like because they're distributing the films, they're not necessarily producing them. They probably. Mm-hmm. They probably do like a 50-50 finance, financing sort of situation where they'll Mm -hmm. pay for a certain portion of the cost. Therefore, they don't lose that much based off of the the distribution. Mm -hmm. Um, But probably a few of their movies have made a decent amount of money. I think of, you know, like Ex Machina, I think was like... Ex Machina probably did amazing. A pretty big Um, one. Hereditary. Hereditary probably did really good. was Lady Bird A24? Lady Bird's A24. Yeah, I think that probably did pretty well. So I think they have a few... I think just because of like... There was there was a strong following for the director mm-hmm. in in um like Moonlight should have blew everything out the water yeah, but well, it didn't yeah. no nah, it definitely didn't but. um so I think it just depends it depends on what they release gotcha just one yeah we go from one coming of age story to another we saw another movie um this past week which I think has some similar themes to to Waves yeah. De- definitely a different experience no doubt but has some similar themes and things that I think resonate it seems like we're almost in this like it's like a new renaissance or golden age of like coming of age stories, you know, that have come out like your eighth grades and your lady birds and your mid nineties and all of these movies that really examine like what it is to be youthful and what that, what that looks like coming from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be, uh, from a girl trying to go to her dream college in Ladybird, or it's like some young skateboarders, you know, in California California from mid nineties, like, we're we're sort of in a golden age, I would say, for like coming of age movies, man. Almost, it's almost been, I think, probably since the '80s where we've had so many really strong yeah. coming of age stories about young mm-hmm. life in America and what that looks like from many different perspectives. Right. Um, and Honey Boy, I think, fits into this category for sure. Honey for Boy sure. um, is a brand new movie which is starring Shia LaBeouf. It's also written by him and is directed by Alma Harrell, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. This movie is, in a sense, semi-autobiographical, I would say. It's oh, yeah. it's very much about Shia LaBeouf and the relationship with his father um, in his life. So this is a very personal project for him. Um, the movie is also starring Lucas Hedges, who is also in Waves. So we're seeing a lot um, crossover there. And it's also starring Noah Jupe and FKA Twigs. So um, pretty good cast there. And it's doing really well right now. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. The word of mouth is really good. The critics really like it and enjoy it. So we saw this movie. Um, I think I'll just start off by saying, like, so I really enjoyed Honey Boy. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a bit different than what I expected. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that there was going to be... I don't know why I thought this. I think maybe just based off of the way like the trailers were structured. Maybe maybe I was just assuming the worst. I thought it was going to be worse than it actually was in terms of like how dysfunctional the relationship would be between Uh, him and his father. father? Yeah. Got you. It was actually a bit surprising to see the movie that they... Now, don't get me wrong. Like, it's definitely like not the most positive relationship. But there was a lot more love there than I thought would be. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, there was actually I felt like it was a lot more love, even even though it's not a perfect love by any stretch. Yeah. And there's like some questionable things that like his father did in his life. Like, if they turned out to be true from what they depicted in the movie. Um, But it seems as if like his father really did care about his well being and you know who he became even though like he had some personal gain out of it mm-hmm. um it really took a look at that father-son relationship and i i don't know of a movie recently where we sort of 
had such a small intimate story that did that um, mm-hmm. for really the entire length. So I, I thought that that was like a great aspect to it. And um, I think Noah Jupe, who's the, who plays like a young Shia LaBeouf, his name is Otis in the movie. Right. Um, I thought he was incredible, his range and just his ability to just adapt to every scene and to act off of Shia LaBeouf, who is a really great actor was Crazy. very impressive you know because this boy this boy can't be older than any what maybe 13 14 yeah, like he's, he's pretty young super young um and then lucas hedges who plays an older version of him mm-hmm. um is going through a lot in the movie like mm-hmm. is is really you know a lot of trauma and emotional things that he brings from his past and right. the relationship with his father and all of that stuff like it was really um it was a really i think powerful and moving story about mm-hmm. just like the development of what that what that was for them and just how they had to, you know, sort of mend that and like come to grips with like what the reality was. Like, I think they both, you know, at a certain point realized like this is who we are, right? And mm-hmm. like this is our relationship. And so all of that like really spoke to me, just like in terms of like how sometimes you have to accept that for what it is. But that doesn't mean that there isn't love there, you know, right. between that relationship. So it was great, man. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, this movie is really good. I like how Shia LaBeouf plays his own dad in this movie. Right, because yeah. who can better convey the message or the the character that your father was than you? You know what I mean. Um, in in this time, and it's crazy to it was crazy for me watching this film in the time period it was set. Because this movie is set again. This is biographical, right? Yeah. This is this movie is set when he's filming Even Stevens, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this movie is set when Shia LaBeouf is filming Even Stevens, and it's crazy Weird. seeing the background. Right? There has been. For a lot of people that don't know, Shia LaBeouf was known to be kind of unstable in Hollywood towards his mid-20s, right? Or early mid-20s. And this kind of gives us a glimpse at that, like what was actually happening behind the background. And it's easy to say Shia LaBeouf is back better than ever in terms of acting. Like this, he did it in this role for me. Like this was crazy. Mm -hmm. He actually beasted this role. He really did. I mean, he's had a hell of a year so far because he released the Peanut Butter Peanut Falcon. Butter, amazing, another which earlier movie. this year was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's back in a big way, um, and it really gives you a, a really inside look into his life and the things he's dealt with as an actor. And yeah, I think it's easy to sort of look at him and like look at the things that he's been involved with and the situations he he's ended up in and to paint this picture about him. But I think this this movie, you know, just reminds us of you know just the humanity that comes with you know. Like the like they're celebrities, but they're still human, and they right. come from you know their own individual circumstances. And you know, with him and his experience, him and his father is a very I mean that's a very very profound relationship in his life that yeah. affected everything about him. You mm-hmm. know, and he has to sort of contend with that, and we see that unfold in this movie in Honey Boy. Um, and the way that that was just brought to life, it was such a grounded, really gritty and raw look at that. Like there's no flashiness to it at all. Mm-hmm. It gets straight to the point. It gets ugly at certain points in times where you're just like, wow, this this relationship between these two is just it's not good. It's not good yeah. at all. I think it's interesting to point out how both this film and Waves right does focus on this father son relationship specifically how honey boy it's it can be a a slight not only lack of love but envy for your own son right wow and it's kind of crazy thing behind waves it's kind of like over love in a way right where um again i don't want to talk about too much but it is but sterling k brown really loves kelvin harris's character so much almost to a fault but but almost too much right that it kind of it messes it messes it up but but it's um, but it's as a black man though too, right? Yep. Black men have to walk differently versus how, <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus how Shia LaBeouf has to gets to walk in the world, right? 
And it, yeah, that, that parallel is really interesting. I like this, this thing where men are actually talking about their fathers um, because we honestly don't get a lot of that, right? Right. And both of these movies to me are about therapy. Mm. Both of these movies is about therapy to me. Honey Boy, you're like, everybody needs a therapist. And then you watch Waves and you're like, no, everybody needs a therapist. Oh, literally like, everybody. Why doesn't the entire family have a therapist in this movie? And yeah, I, I I really like the vulnerability that's being um, spoken to in both of these films, right? It's again, it's showing us things that we might not see in every film and every movie or even every, any TV show because it takes the time to do those things and build those things. Yeah, man, the the vulnerability and the rawness of it, mm -hmm. um, it it's all there, particularly in both of these movies, um, for sure. You know, and with Honey Boy, I think. Um, it's looking at it from from the the industry side, right. um, from that Hollywood lifestyle and what it what it looks like when a father, you know, really does envy his son and he pushes him so hard to be, you know, this this ideal image of what an actor should be. Mm -hmm. And when you do stuff like that, you know, what are the repercussions of that? And you know, it lends to it, it tends to lead to, to to alienation almost and resentment and all these different things, right? But um, it, it, it's really a powerful experience, I think, to see unfold. Um, I would say the same thing about Waves as well, to see just how these father-son relationships right. impact the people in these movies um, and the characters um, that are dealing with these different things. So, Honey Boy, man, it's uh, it's 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 powerful. Really you know, good. We'll see we'll see what happens in terms of like award season if things come around for it. But um, I think a lot of these movies are about to just be yeah. all, literally all three movies we've seen this weekend. Yeah, should probably be on a slate somewhere. Somewhere they don't I mean, necessarily have to win, yeah. but I definitely think they they're they're going to be talked about. Yeah, across the big five shows, like uh, yeah, I, they're, I foresee they're be talked about. I foresee a lot of recognition coming. So I mean, you mentioned the you mentioned the third movie that we saw this weekend. Let's transition into the next movie um, that we have seen that is recently come out Ford v Ferrari yes, yes. Um, which was just released uh, this past Friday it's directed by James Mangold and it's written by Jess Butterworth John Henry Butterworth and Jason Keller and it's starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale it's doing incredible right now 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and an A plus cinema score so yeah. it could not it really could not be doing any better right now mm -hmm. uh, Ford v Ferrari is a biographical um, sports drama film mm -hmm. um, it's based on Man, uh, a really interesting time where where it sort of takes a look at the the the, the battle at Le Mans um, between Ford and Ferrari and that race and just how yeah. it came to be and how Ford wanted to build this car, the fastest car in the world, to finally take down you know the big the big Titan Ferrari, right? The racing right. team at, at Le Mans, which was uh, I think this was said 1966. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know what Le Mans is, I didn't know what it was really. 24 hour race. Um, very long dangerous, as long as hell. Um, and originally, what's interesting about this movie is that Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt were originally supposed to be the two stars of the movie, which is um, crazy. Which I mean, could have definitely worked. Like I, it, I, I no. love both of them as yeah. well. Could have definitely worked. But mm -hmm. I will say about Four V Ferrari, I'm happy it went the way it went. Christian Bale and Matt top Damon, five, top five, top oh five. my god, did phenomenal, phenomenal in this movie. Amazing. Their chemistry. With each other, it seems so genuine it's ridiculous. and so real. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting there like, wow, they're really friends, man. Like, mm -hmm. they're really close. Even though they bicker, they go back and forth, they don't see eye to eye usually ever. Right. The, the, the loyalty that they have 
have for each other in the movie and how, how much they respect each other mm-hmm. is something that really shined through. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. 4V Ferrari just came out. We saw it in IMAX, which I definitely recommend. See Everybody goes to it. Huge screen, man. Like, you got to see these racing sequences. It, it's, it's phenomenal. But give me your thoughts, man. 4V Ferrari. First of all, this movie's way different from Logan. James Mangold. He goes from Logan to this. Goes from Logan to Ford v. Ferrari, which I can see in terms of, let's say, like shots, right? You know what I mean? How how good it looked. But to say just two different tones of movie. So Ford v. Ferrari, I I haven't seen a lot of racing movies. (laughs) Or or I don't know if a lot even exist. I was about to say, I don't know if that many racing movies actually get made. All I can think about is Talladega Nights and like the first two Fast and Furious where people are actually racing. Yeah, they don't really race. (laughs) They don't race no more. They've turned into superheroes. This this legit might be my favorite racing movie. That's how good it was. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen racing executed so well in a movie. On any front, like yeah. the way the sequences are, are, are broken down really and the way good. they're filmed and how, how the drama and the tension builds and like all of that stuff, like the entire movie, mm-hmm. the racing sequences had me on the edge of my seat, like literally the entire time. Because I truthfully did not know the results or the outcome of like these different races that happened in the movie. I didn't yeah. I didn't read up on the on the history of like what really went down. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to go into it not knowing um, almost anything about what was happening. And so as I'm sitting there watching these sequences, I'm like, oh my God, I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Are they going to die? Are they going to live? Like, oh, that went down like that? Yeah, it shows. I think what it did so well, like I'm not into racing. I don't watch, you know, any sort of racing is like sport. How, but, many, how, many, how many black people you know watch that? Well, Nobody, right. <laughs> no, nobody, because he. I mean, those races are also long as hell. I don't know who's sitting there watching that for Black 24 hours. No, we really don't. But it shows how dangerous it is. Yeah, no, like it's the mad pure dangerous. danger that's involved in doing that. Like in an instant, you know, you get into a wreck. You know, your car spins out, your brakes go out, whatever it is. Like any sort of malfunction happens, that could be your life. That could cost you everything, right? Yeah, just gone, just like that. There were a couple of times in the movie where I'm like, oh, it's over. It's yep, a wrap. It's, for, it's that's it. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I think that was just like so well communicated and well done. But no, I really, I just really. Like this is this is now in one of my top ten for twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I would say it's in one of my top ten best films of the year. Mm-hmm. It was just I don't really have a single complaint about it, to be honest. Like I, yeah. I can't think of like any problem no. that I have with the movie. The script was great, the cast was amazing, the the racing sequences really were nail biting and had you on the edge of your seat and you didn't mm-hmm. know what was gonna happen. Um, everything about it, it was just, was just so well done. And like when we walked out of like seeing it, I had looked up the runtime and I saw that it was legitimately like two and a half hours long. Didn't feel like it. Did not feel like it at all. No. You know what I'm saying? It flies Mm -hmm. by. It's such a good and well-paced movie, man. I think it's, we all need to start talking about this man, Christian Bale, way more often. Cause when I say this, he becomes people. Every time. Every he, movie he does, he becomes he somebody. He is so good, y'all. Yeah. Like, I made a tweet. I was like, top five. Like, actors today. Like, we need to start yeah. having this conversation with Christian Bale. Yeah, no. He he has to be there, even right? if his Even if the movie isn't the best, like Vice, right? Yeah. It is. A, he does sensate. It's not him. Oh, no. It's never him. It's never him. <laughs> it's he, he's, him. he's never dragging a movie down. And I, the, the one thing I'll say about Christian Bale, mm-hmm. 
even if I'm not necessarily interested in the movie, because he's in the movie, I'm gonna watch it. Oh yeah, I've noticed that a few times. Like there's there have been movies that I might not have initially been interested in. He was also in a. I think the fighter was like that for me. Fighter. He was in a Hostels last year. I wasn't really interested in it, but because mm-hmm. he was in it, I wanted to see it because he's just built up su- like. He's such a good actor, it builds up loyalty, right? Man. You, it builds up trust and loyalty because you know when you see him act, yeah. even if the movie isn't that great, you know he's going to deliver. But what's crazy is everything is is great for the most part, right? Yeah. We have The Prestige, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let's I mean, he's all yeah, he's, he's done Batman. He's done a big franchise, right? He's done he's done the franchise, oh, right? Man. He's done big and small movies. He's he's run the gamut of American damn near everything hustle? you can do. Yeah. I mean, and like you mentioned, he becomes people, he transforms himself every single time and delivers a performance where you're not looking at Christian Bale, you're looking at Christian Bale has become this person that he's American portraying. Psycho? Yeah. Christian no. Bale? And he's a legend. He's a legend. He, we, we need to start talking about this Bottom man line. a little more often. Bottom line, I think we're we going to have to start putting some respect on his man's name. For real, for real. But, it, I mean, is nobody respecting his name? like that? I, I, I mean, if you, you go ask, if we did like a, a corner <laughs> survey... Almost like a Family Feud. How many people going think gonna say Christian Bale is top five? I, I think people, people are not I, gonna say it, bro. Yeah, I, it, they which, not. Which, but who would they say above Christian Bale though? Like, if you honestly, said right now, yeah. If they said right now, who would they actually say above Christian Bale? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure people Leo. Would, people would say Leo, which is probably true. People would say Tom Hardy. Yep. People would say. I just feel like they wouldn't think about him, but when you mentioned them, they would say something. Does that makes sense. Oh yeah, if, yeah. If you if you were like. Oh, is Christian Bale not in there? And they'd be like, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course he's in there. Mm-hmm. But they, they wouldn't initially. They might say a Matt first. Damon. Probably a Matt Damon, Leo. Um, Denzel still. Oh, yeah, yeah, Denzel's forever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Den- that's what they would Denzel's say, though. forever. Yeah, yeah. Because he's still kind of active, more than like a Tom Hanks is, right? Right, right. Nah, 100%. I mean, yeah. Which yeah. people might say Tom Hanks. Which I, I would still is, say Tom Hanks. He, he might be top two, and like, he might not be two. Not for sure. <laughs> I mean, when we talk about top two, for me, Denzel and Tom Hanks, are, yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of who I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah I mean, he might not be. Two. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. But no, you, you Christian Bale is is absolutely one of the finest actors yeah. in the world. And bar I think none. this movie for me definitely it it kind of solidified it for sure. Man, I'm like he. Just his mannerisms is it's just ridiculous, man. It really is. Everything, man. It was I, good. How much weight did he have to lose from when he was just in Vice last year? You know, he because he, he, he blew up for that role. Jo- Joaquin went small when he did Joker. Nah, they both bad. went through the same thing. It looked like like they was losing weight together. Man. Hey, he called Joaquin. Was like, hey, you want to not eat today? Shout out to the <laughs> trainers, man. Them do you want to do you want to not eat together? Hey, man, let's take these incredible roles where we have to lose massive amount of weight, like. They must have incredible trainers to keep them like going back and forth like this because they're constantly <laughs> transforming themselves. It's it's kind of crazy, but no, Ford v Ferrari is it, it's just, a phenomenal movie. Just man. go see it. Just go see it. Like I think it's absolutely when we roll around to award season. When we talk about technical aspects, yeah. when we talk about the the sound design and mixing and 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 cinematography and they did it. They're there. I think I they, think they might be a lock for all of that stuff. They did it. And I also heard. I'm not sure how true this is. I also heard that they are gonna put forth a bid for both Matt Damon and Christian Bale as they should to be nominated for best actor as they should nobody's going to be supporting Matt Damon also beasted Matt Damon did his thing he's also slept on I feel he like. did his thing yeah. he is and I think it's only because he needs to be in more movies like this right and this yeah. be a little bit less I don't know what's a Elysium which is a good I like Elysium actually but wow, but you just it. didn't 
it just doesn't convey the good actor he is. That makes right, sense. Right. It, yeah. It's another one of those. I remember talking about. I told you how Brad Pitt, right, is like a uh, he's a he's a great actor trapped in a movie star's body, right? Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about Matt Damon. He's he's a really good actor, but he's just trapped in like this movie star body. Mm-hmm. And I think if he gets more roles that allows it to bring that actor out, we'll see we'll see a lot more respect on Matt Damon's name too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it's all said and done, these two right here are just. I, I, I think they're really in a league of their own. When I go see a movie, I trust that they're going to yep. give the, 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 the good stuff. They're mm-hmm. going to give a great performance, um, though I won't mention The Great Wall with Matt Damon. because We, know, we, we don't talk about that movie. We just threw that movie away. That, I didn't even see it on purpose. That wasn't I ain't seeing, I ain't seeing no that wasn't great a good wall choice. movie where the, the poster is all white That people. wasn't a good choice. I'm going to just throw that out there. Anyway, getting <laughs> off topic, that's for V Ferrari, man. Go, go see, see it. it on the biggest screen possible. I look. You want to see it in Dolby, just based off of the Ooh, sound alone. How yeah. that, how nasty that would be. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. That would be so good. But anyway, go see that movie, man. It's incredible. Moving on, man. We're gonna talk about the brand new streaming service. We mentioned this last week. We talked about Disney Plus. Yeah, it launched. Mm-hmm. It's out in the world. Ten million signups apparently in the first twenty four hours. Which they didn't expect either. Actually. They weren't ready for that. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody was ready for that. Although, what I will say, ten million signups. What's the drop off going to be like? There's going to be drop off for sure, but there's, there's also going to be ads. There's going to be ads, but there there has to, because the thing is like signups that includes people who are, who free are doing trials. a free trial, right? Yeah. So the drop off is going to be there, and then also like how many people are going to get on Disney Plus, poke around for a little bit, and be like, oh yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not about to actually sit here and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many people are going to drop off? I don't know. We'll see what that looks I like. Think, I think it'll be net positive. Um, at the end of the day, just because. What we've seen in the past with Netflix and Hulu, um, the same thing happened to them. They they not Netflix though, man. They, you're right. They're they, not they, Netflix. They not Netflix. They not nowhere near. I don't think they're anywhere near Netflix. At but this Netflix point. built up though to it, right? Like Disney yeah. Plus was just had so many expectations on it, and then here here it goes. Netflix was like, it was almost word of mouth a little bit, right? Everyone was like, yeah, y'all hear about this new streaming service over here called Netflix that used to get DVDs to your mailbox, but Disney's Disney Plus is different, right? They're going off this already oil machine this layout of this already oil machine and so i don't know we'll see i, I do wonder if nostalgia is going to be enough though because it's strong for yeah. sure like mm-hmm. we live in i think a time where people do enjoy and love nostalgia but right. it's like how how far will that carry you because i mm-hmm. think it, i think at the end of the day people desire new shit right they desire new stuff like yep. netflix i think in all honesty got as big as it did because of their, the, originals. their originals orange is the new black made netflix to me that's, that in House of Cards. That's that in House of Cards. House, those those 20, two things yeah. in com, in combination boosted. Yeah, twenty thirteen when they released both of those, yeah. that changed the if game. We, if we don't get those, we don't get Stranger Things. No, I, I mean we don't. In in all actuality, I we don't, don't think people Netflix. talk about this. We don't really get Netflix. We don't get the binge culture that we live yeah. in. We don't get any of that. Those stuff. two things did it. Yeah, they started that off and like mm-hmm. they kickstarted this whole idea of like, oh, a streaming service can re- release its own show and it can release all the episodes at one time and we do well and do well and it's like great quality content. Yeah, we don't get none of that. So yeah. I I do think that like yeah, like the nostalgia with Disney is strong. They they own our childhoods. Like we know this. They mm-hmm. got everything right. Mm-hmm. But like. New stuff, man, is really going to separate them from the pack if they can get there. I actually think that is the reason why they decided to do Mandalorian week to week and High School Musical week to week. Because they needed time to fluff Disney Plus until more shows come out. Like, they imagine Mandalorian came out all the episodes, right? Wouldn't nobody be watching Disney Plus right now. 
Nah. Or, <laughs> or you know, they would be. What, but. What, what would happen is we would all watch it. We would talk about it for a week, and then it's now yeah. it's no longer in public but consciousness. You release it, you know what I mean, week to week, and it gives allows people to again take their time while Disney is in the back. You know what I mean, trying to get their new shows together, doing what they need to do together. Now that you mentioned this, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about it. The Mandalorian is out. Um, the first two episodes have been released. We mm-hmm. won't give any spoilers away for The Mandalorian if you have not checked it out. I think we'll talk generally about it and just like our thoughts and how we feel about The Mandalorian. Um, you talk about the week-to-week release format that they're doing. Yeah. Initially, I thought that that may have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was actually a good idea. And I say that because when I watched episode one of The Mandalorian and episode two for that matter, because they were both released last week. Mm-hmm. I went on to watch the show and unexpectedly I saw in the first episode that it was only 38 minutes long. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. But, you know, maybe that's just pilot episode, whatever, you know, 38 minutes. Cool. I'm thinking, you know, second episode. Oh, it'll definitely be like 50 minutes, 55 minutes, an hour. It was not. It was even shorter. <laughs> it was 30 minutes. It's not even 38 minutes. And so I started to think like, oh, so this half hour sort of format mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be the consistent thing that they go for, mm-hmm. which if the Mandalorian had been released all at one time. Yeah. I don't think I would even think about it. It's like I can watch everything back to back to back. It's 30 minutes, whatever. Like, cool. I breeze through it in like five hours. Yep. But because it's week to week, mm-hmm. it's like. I'm waiting a week for 30 minutes, which it's a good 30 minutes, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're so used to the binge culture, of course. Like right. we're so accustomed to just being able to get stuff all at one time and just plow through it. Mm-hmm. Now that we have like a streaming service, which is no different than HBO, but that's how they, that's how they've always worked. But we get Disney plus and like it releases this show and it's like, Oh yeah, here's 30 minutes of the Mandalorian, which, yeah. Hey, if 30 minutes is what the episode needs, that's what it needs. But it's, it was a bit jarring is what I'm going for. Yeah, it's almost like, are you even playing to your strengths at this point, right? Where the reason Netflix does what it does is because it can. Yeah. And now Disney Plus is like doing these things, but they're not doing the things that they can do. And in terms of, you know what I mean? That's part of, like the reason HBO has to be like that because it's on, it's a tele, it's on TV. Yeah. Like that's been their model for, it's part of cable slash satellite. Yeah. Yeah. HBO has to be like that. They're still on TV versus Disney plus. They're not, you can do whatever you want. Right. And, but also maybe it's, yeah, maybe that is a bad thing in hindsight for Disney Plus, right? Maybe they're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Maybe even some people on the team was like, "Man, I thought these episodes would be longer," <laughs> or, or you know, what I mean? no, yeah. totally. It's like, damn, thirty minutes. Like mm-hmm. you have the ability to make the sixty minutes if you want, if, right? It, it could like, be an hour thirty. Yeah, and like if you do what you want, you can go as long as you want. You yeah. have no restrictions. This is your service. Mm-hmm. Now I wonder. Is this what's going to happen moving forward? All the stuff that we hear that's coming down the pike from from the from the Obi Wan show, from the the new Marvel shows, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki. Is that their strategy? Are they going for you know shorter shorter pieces of content mm-hmm. with the week to week strategy? Is it going to you know are we transitioning you know back into like yeah. 30, 35 minutes instead of what we've grown accustomed to over the past mm-hmm. seven eight years in terms of getting like content that's typically between like 48 minutes and 55 minutes like is that the strategy i don't know i guess the question is the feedback right how how much does disney look at feedback do they look at sonic level feedback (laughs) let's start over (laughs) let's just do it or you know do they do they actually listen to people like we're talking right now right would disney plus hear this and be like man maybe we should reconsider this or are they just gonna ignore it and do what they want 
I yeah, I think I think they will listen, but it's also they have a lot already in the in the can. Like they're filming Falcon and Winter Soldier right now, for example. Yeah. Which if the episodes are gonna be thirty minutes from the get go, they can't really change that now. Mm-hmm. The script's written, mm-hmm. the episodes and all of the stuff is pretty much paid for. Like right. you can't really change that now. Loki's kind of started filming, you can't really change that now. But maybe like way down the line, mm-hmm. like well, not even way down the line, but just like with other things that they start to like put in motion, like if people right. I think if this becomes like a, a big talking point for people if people are like no nah, we really want these to be like an hour then yeah. i think they will change yeah. this could be isolated though too right like they, it could be the mandalorian they said the first two episodes is this length we right could, we don't know yeah, yeah we, we could get to episode three and it'd be 55 minutes yeah so. we really don't know yeah we yeah. don't know yet yeah, and so. like, it could be isolated to where this is just the mandalorian too uh just it might be the structure of the show we don't know yet so. i wasn't a huge fan of episode one though mm-hmm. I, I didn't it didn't hit me like i thought it would i thought I thought from a uh, pacing standpoint, it yeah. could have used some improvements. Mm-hmm. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely, mm-hmm. I thought it was good. And I re- I watched it twice just to like make sure I wasn't tripping. And I was like, oh yeah, this is good. But it wasn't, I don't know. My thing is you have one chance to make a first impression. Right. Your first episode should say a lot about who you are as a show. And so when I watched it, I kind of left the end of it. And I was like, oh, that was it. Like, right. and I don't know if that was the length, you know, that might've played a part into it. But I do think that like the pacing is a, is a reason for that. I felt like the editing wasn't as as uh, as fast paced as maybe I would have liked it. It was a very slow and more methodical show, yeah. which they always said that this was going to be like a Western like mm-hmm. you know version of Star Wars. This which was it gonna, is, you know, it which like it. it feels like it for sure. Mm-hmm. Which you know a lot of westerns sort of take that more slow and methodical approach. But I don't know, man. It's Star Wars, you know, at the same time and. I, I just wanted more, I think, leaving the first episode, and so I just kind of gotcha. walked away like, yeah, it was fine, but it didn't wow me, mm-hmm. um, particularly being that this is like your flagship show that you're launching an, an, entire, uh, an entire streaming service, service with. Right. Like, they have other originals, but this is like the flagship. This is what mm-hmm. people are signing up for, like gotcha. a lot of people are, right? Yeah. Star Wars, at the end of the day. I wish there was a little bit more. Yeah, I liked it. We'll see, but I'm just what, I'm just patient is all. I, I I liked it. A lot of things you mentioned were super valid, and I thought I had a lot of the same thoughts. But again, I'm just I'm I'm just ready to see what happens. You know, maybe the latter half is better than what we're seeing right now. Um, I like the there's a lot of Easter eggs in there for Star Wars fans. Definitely, I, I like that a lot. Actually. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of good there's stuff. There's a lot of uh, Easter eggs in there. A lot of love shown and in the Star I, Wars. I universe. love Louis Gorenson too. Oh man, a, a genius. Yo, that. He is in. He's phenomenal. He's insane. His score for this is so good. He's it's so good. I I feel like I might have made a tweet like a year ago, and I was like, Lewin Gorenson might be one of the best producers of our time. Seriously, and we're watching it happen in real time. It's so brilliant. And I've been man. seeing it since the beginning, like since Childish Gambino days, right? Like I'm, I feel like I'm watching this man grow <laughs> into one of the greatest, and this is really dope to see. He's phenomenal. That's mm-hmm. one of the best. That, that that is one of the things I liked about the show the most at this point so yeah we'll see where it goes there's a lot we'll left see where it goes there's still six more episodes so this will go well into uh, december towards the end of the year so that's our thoughts on the mandalorian if you got disney plus check it out if you don't then get that login from somebody and, and see what you can do about that you right. can share up to four screens so. four consecutive streams yeah. streams mm-hmm. at the same time and i believe it's like seven profiles or something yeah like that. three of mine already taken really so, yeah. <laughs> only got two <laughs> the slots fill it up fast y'all up fast. figure it out get on disney plus check it out 
uh, with that said, we won't go from one streaming service to another. We already talked about Netflix. Netflix is not going down like no chump in all of this, nope. man. They saw all the stuff from Disney. I, well, obviously, this what we're about to mention has been in the works for a while. Like, this didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Right. Netflix, y'all, has signed a brand new deal with uh, Nickelodeon and Viacom, which will allow um, Nickelodeon to create and produce original animated content based on its large library of uh, really iconic characters for Netflix over the next few years. Um, If you know Nickelodeon, if you know anything about Nickelodeon, you know that they made some iconic shows between uh, the 90s and the early to mid 2000s. People argue it's still... All, that's where that's where all the greatest cartoons of all time live. Oh, uh, I listen. I don't know if anybody else matches them in terms yeah. of just like how much good stuff that they had. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a huge library of characters. We're talking about Hey Arnold and SpongeBob the and Rugrats, Rugrats and Wild Thornberries and Doug and mm-hmm. I mean the list just goes the on. The list and on. is ridiculous. Fairly Odd Parents and just I mean so many things. The right? list is so ridiculous. So man. we don't even know what the full capacity of this deal is going to be. Like we really don't know what it's going to entail. Mm-hmm. What we do know now so far, the deal is quite hefty. Um, these, listen, these contracts are getting about as big as basketball and baseball contracts at, the, at this is point. absolutely um, insane. Yeah, so apparently Nickelodeon is getting $200 million off of this deal, yeah. which, yeah, that makes sense. They got a lot of great stuff. And apparently they're going to do a spinoff television series for Squidward from SpongeBob. Which is super interesting. So one, I heard... That um, the previous creator of the show, who died, yeah, right? yeah, they said he never wanted any spinoffs, and that this is actually against his wishes. Well, that wouldn't be the first time that this happened. Be the first time, <laughs> I think we can point out a lot of um, creators and visionaries in Hollywood mm-hmm. where they had a vision for something, and then the company after that person was like, nah. gone, is like, nah, bro, we gotta make money. <laughs> we gotta, we, make money. we gotta make money. I, I think, I think Disney. If we go back to Disney. They've abandoned quite a lot of what Disney mm-hmm. thought that they should have been. I'm, I'm down for a Squidward show, though. And yeah, it, and why it's not? because one, we're older now. We were younger. We were like, uh, why is Squidward such a pansy? Like, what is wrong with him? Why is he always so upset? Why is he always, you know, this and that? But now that we adults. Oh, no, I empathize with Squidward. We, everyone is like, <laughs> Squidward is the most realistic person on the whole 100%. show. Squidward is a whole mood. We hate the SpongeBob's yeah, in real life. Squidward is a whole mood <laughs> all day, every day. Well, Squidward is a real mood. Go to work, you'd be like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, he's definitely he embodies. I think a lot of like what we feel on a day to day basis. And so I think if they can capture that, you know, the 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 working millennial, right? If they can capture that in this in this show, I think I think it'll be dope. That I will think. be dope, man. Um, if you don't already know, Net, I mean, Nickelodeon already has a lot of their content on. It's, it's Hulu, right? It's they Hulu. Yeah, they have or? like half these shows on Hulu. Yeah, which I kind of talked about uh, on Twitter a little bit too. People but. don't really have. I, guess, I, I assume they didn't anymore because <laughs> everyone was like, oh, we get to see this and that. And I'm like, y- y'all know he's been on Hulu for like three years. They've been right? there, right? Like, like an actual three years. Like, hey, Arnold has, I think, legit been on there for about three years. Yeah, it has. It's been on there and for They quite just a while. don't choose to watch it until yeah. it's on Netflix, which is, yeah. Maybe uh, my takeaway people just don't have Hulu. That's what it is. That has man. to be what it, it is. It's an, it's an access thing. Even though, I mean, Hulu, 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 Hulu has quite a amount of subscribers. Even, I think they have like 25 million. Even SpongeBob is licensed to Amazon Prime, I think, right now. Yeah, like, it is. At least like two or three seasons. Yeah, for sure. Which people, Amazon actually has more content than any any of these services combined. Crazy. Like, if you look at like if you look at the numbers, I think somebody mm-hmm. broke it down. Like Amazon technically has the most, but also you know to that point, like. Like they're producing original content right now, which mm-hmm. a lot of it is getting like really good recognition and you know all of that good stuff. They've won awards and everything, but still not quite to the degree of Netflix. You know, yeah. they still kind of the king of the yard. I, I do think this deal was broken a long time ago, like you said. Yeah, and 
one part of the reason is because we had already been promised an Avatar f- series, which I think was just a very early part of the deal. I think the news just happened to come out at a weird time, right? It's like Disney Plus launch, or and Netflix has Nickelodeon. Maybe it wasn't weird at all. Yeah. Maybe it was very much strategic. Yeah, very much strategic. People are in this nostalgia trip, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I actually don't yeah. think it was weird at all. No, I that makes was, sense. I think it was very planned out from Netflix's point. Everybody, we've known Disney Plus was coming. Yeah. We've known, we've known for months now. November 12th was the date. Netflix biding their time yeah. they knew that people would get on disney plus and be happy to see mm-hmm. oh my god even stevens and that's so raven and smart guy right. and boy meets world and all of these like really nostalgic things from our childhoods mm-hmm. netflix just waited and they were like oh yeah, yeah. well we got something for y'all too we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna bring one of disney's direct competitors at that specific point in time when right. you talk about like like young young programming, like children and young adult programming. So yeah, I'm excited for all the shows that aren't on Hulu. <laughs> oh yeah, because there's there's a bunch of stuff that yeah. isn't on Hulu that we right. yeah right, right, is right. Rocket Power on Hulu? Nope, Rocket oh, Power is about to be huge, yeah. y'all. That's one of my favorite cartoons. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I I can't wait. Uh, Rocket, Rocket Power. Bro. I can't wait for all that yeah. to be on there. Oh, yeah. iCarly isn't on anything right now. I really enjoyed iCarly. Um, Drake and Josh is on Hulu, by the way, in case you need to go watch Interesting. it. Drake and okay. Josh has also been on Hulu for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Fairly Odd Parents is uh, not on Hulu. Okay, okay. That's going to get um, That's going to be big. For sure. yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. get me. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot left still. There's yeah. a lot left. No, there's definitely a lot, a lot left. Specifically, yeah. I think Netflix... Netflix and Disney are going to be heavy hitters for kids. Yeah. Because uh, they already have a four kids section on Netflix. And that's going to be huge when they if they get this Nickelodeon de- or since they got this Nickelodeon deal, right? Like, the kid content is actually insane for them. Man, stuff is heating up, y'all. These streaming wars are just... My head can't keep up. My head's always spinning every time a new deal gets made. I'm like, wow, they're really they're going for the. Buckets. Oh, another reason I kind of seen this coming because the, the Rocco's Modern Life, uh, movie came out on Netflix a couple months ago, and, and an Invader Zim movie came out on Netflix a couple of months ago. I didn't even know about those. Yep, both of those came out, and so well, it's just I, I just kind of I just kind of seen it coming. Like we said, they've been doing this deal. Yeah, for they've been doing. I can tell they've been doing yeah, it for a while. They they just waited because mm-hmm. they wanted to stick it to Disney. Ooh. The last thing, what I really want to watch that has no none of these streaming services that Nickelodeon is coming as told by Ginger. That's me. oh wow, <laughs> that's my joint. People slept on that show. That's my joint. Boy. People slept on that show. That's a Someone great show. Once told me the oh, that Macy Gray intro. Greener. Come on, that was a good ass that, show. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna. Go, I'm yeah. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Mm-hmm. Netflix Nickelodeon. Is that going to get you excited? Are you going to watch all these old nostalgic shows? Are you going to watch the new Squidward show? Let us know at Two Black Nerds, and we'll talk about it. Let's move on, man. We got to get into some superhero news. Finally, it's happened. The Rock has released the release date for Black Adam. Finally. DC's Black Adam. This man was cast as Black Adam in 2014. 2014, y'all. Like... That a long time so ago. Long ago. That was over five years ago. And by the time the movie will come out, it it will have been seven years yes. between casting and release. That is absolutely ridiculous. I I I don't know. But in, anyway, the movie's coming out December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're finally getting a Black Adam movie. It's gonna be it's gonna be shot really soon, and they're gonna release it finally. It's gonna be interesting to see what this movie what what sort of approach it it takes. But I mean, we're sort of in a time of of, of villains and anti-heroes, man. They yeah. they just made Joker, just crossed a billion dollars at the box office, first mm-hmm. rated R movie to ever do so. We're getting a lot of content from like 
villains and anti-heroes. Harley Quinn movie is yeah. coming out. Birds of Prey is about to come out. Um, we've already had Suicide Squad. We're going to get another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, so DC is really sort of looking at this approach of like looking at their uh, their the anti-heroes villains, yeah. and villains and making movies out of them. What do you think is gonna be um, gonna come of Black Adam? Is it gonna is it gonna you know be so be the opposite of Shazam? What, what are we gonna look at with this film? I think it's gonna be darker than Shazam. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Yeah, I yeah. mean it has to be, but yeah. I think like purposely super super dark. Even though sh- there's a couple parts of Shazam, you like did that just happen? Like it, it got, like, it I'm got like, kinda, oh that actually yeah, got dark. Yeah, I'm like this ain't for kids. Because if you were, I don't know if you remember right, but Black Adam was. Announced way before Shazam was announced. Yeah, and it confused the hell out of me. Yeah, people are like, "Wait, so I was like, so no Shazam no before Shazam Black or... Adam? Yeah, what is weird. going on here?" But I'm excited for this casting. Um, it's the Rock. It's the Rock. <laughs> it's the Rock. This bro. is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah. y'all. Like he is, he's he's the Rock. He's the right. He's he's without question in my mind the biggest movie star in the world yeah um i think he is probably the only actor still alive um that can sell a movie purely based on his of, name yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody else can do that except him right now yeah that's right um he has such a strong presence on social media mm-hmm. and his box office power is just it's unmatched man i mean he's He's taken franchises and revived them and given them new life between right. Fast and Furious mm-hmm. to Jumanji. Right. How the hell did that movie almost grossed a billion dollars? It has a sequel coming out this still year. Still blowing my mind. Um, you know, he just, I mean, he injects so much life into movies and franchises. Mm-hmm. Very excited to see what he brings to this role, man. And he's going he's gonna to play an anti-hero slash villain um, that's pretty iconic in the DC universe. Uh, he's definitely iconic. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is going to come before. I guess before an official Shazam, Shazam sequel, we haven't heard an announcement yet, but I would mm-hmm. assume that this is going to come yeah, I think, before Shazam I think too. that's why maybe they waited, right? Maybe yeah. they heard, or maybe they figured out in the boardroom that they're going to make a Shazam movie, finally, sure. right? Yeah. They were like, let's just go ahead and release that first. It right. makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what they did, and they were like, well, that that went well. Yeah, it actually went well. <laughs> so let's People throw this Black it. Adam right back, you know, right back on the slate. I also think there was a lot of course correction. Obviously, we've Obviously. seen we've seen what's happened with DC mm-hmm. between their initial plans. Because when he got cast in 2014, that was when they announced all of this. They announced, oh, it was going to be a cyborg movie yeah, and a Green Flash Lantern movie and a Green movie. Lantern movie. This was before Batman v Superman came out and people hated it. And then Suicide Squad came out and people hated it. I being one of them. Uh, so they course corrected for sure. <laughs> I really think that when The Rock was initially cast, he was going to always be Black Adam, of course, but I think they were going to inject a little bit more Superman into the story. Yeah. And now that Henry Cavill is looking like he's no longer Superman, Superman. Mm-hmm. and they're no longer really focusing on Superman, That's I think Shazam. they wanted to yeah take some time to focus, refocus on Shazam, introduce him, and now The Rock's going to be a part of this universe, and they can you know course correct and go the direction mm-hmm. that they want to go now. So it should I, be interesting. I think this should be really big for us uh, in terms of just black people. This is this is an Egyptian character, African, <laughs> and they actually got the skin tone right for true for this right like. It's not some white man trying to play out here playing Black Adam. Black Adam is from Kondak, I think is Kondak, something like that, Egypt, yeah, or whatever. And I, I really do think this is a dope casting to me. It's a, it's another, you know, it's, it's cool to see this. I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah, yeah, this, no, this, this, this Samoan man, yeah, purposely, pe- uh, play this perfectly casted, yeah. Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, 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 it's a really good casting It'll choice, be dope. and 
It's The Rock, like we said. Man, it's The it's Rock. It's going to be great. Um, but, you know, this leads into the conversation that 2021 is ridiculous at this point. Oh, yeah. How much is coming out. Strictly looking at superhero comic book content coming out in 2021, um, we have no less than eight movies coming out, I believe. Yeah. Um, that's not also counting Disney Plus stuff coming out from Marvel Studios. So just to give you all an idea of what 2021 looks like, in February, we're getting Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In May, we're getting Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. June, the Batman. Mm. July, Spider-Man 3. Going to mm. close out this this current chapter of Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and the MCU. August, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. November, Thor, Love and Thunder, the fourth Thor movie, bringing in Lady Thor. December, Black Adam, like we just talked about. That's just on the theatrical side, bro. On Disney Plus, we're getting four shows in the spring of 2021, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Also in the spring, low key. Mm-hmm. Then in the summer, we're getting What If, looking at the MCU, what if this happened, what if that happened. And then in the fall, we're getting a Hawkeye TV series on Disney Plus. Wow. What the hell, bro? 2021 is insane. I don't know if I'm ready. Like, my question is obviously, this is amazing. This gets me excited, of course. Easy. Let's look specifically at Marvel, um, Marvel Studios and the MCU. They are now going to be releasing, we just saw four movies a year starting in 2021, and they're going to consistently do that, uh, it looks like, from now on. In 2022, they're releasing four movies. In 2023, they're releasing four movies. Um, And again, these are theatrical releases. That's not counting the Disney Plus stuff. Mm -hmm. In 2021, they have four Disney Plus shows. I can't see why they would slow down moving forward on that end as well. Can they keep up their content, their high quality of content with that much output? Can they continue to deliver excellent, great, or above average superhero movies with so much coming out? I guess that's the question, man. I, I really don't know how to answer the question. We have to see what happens. Uh, it depends on the bandwidth, right? The bandwidth of Disney. What, what it takes to, I guess, one of the great things about the MCU as we already have it, right, is the patience that they took. And so adding one more movie a year, can you have the same effect with this? Is it, is that is it the same patience? I guess is the question. Maybe maybe in terms of having a big enough team, maybe we they have the formula now, right? And maybe it does work. You don't know. Because there, there are four seasons in a year. Maybe, yeah. maybe a movie a season is not a terrible idea. You sure. Know? But it just depends. I guess we're just going to have to see. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more cynical about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they can mm-hmm. um I, so i think this is what i think i think on the movie front theatrically i think they'll be fine mm-hmm. i think the movies are always going to get really great attention and they're always typically going to be either good to great yeah on the disney plus side is where i'm a little bit more concerned mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um i know it's a priority for them it's a priority for disney it's obviously going to be a priority for marvel right that's kind of where i worry and where i see the the, the quality might slip a little bit mm-hmm. um but i mean l- listen if you look at any other movie studio that puts out more than five, six, seven movies a year, more than five, six, seven projects in a year, you're going to get some duds in there. You're going to get some stuff that doesn't land, right? And so I think that naturally, if you start to release four movies a year on top of three to four TV shows a year, you're now putting out eight or nine projects every year. Oh, yeah. Ain't no way all of them going to be great. One of of these TV shows is going to be bad. Gotta be. I just don't know which one. I think 
It has to be WandaVision. You, but ooh, I, I just don't know which one. I really hope not. But they're talking about that's going to be like a sitcom. Like that's what's going on me. Yeah, that's like, I'm like whoa. I'm what are like y'all a, doing with that? They're like a sitcom, but yeah. it's not a sitcom. I'm like, okay, whatever. They even said they might even you know like do like the piped-in studio audience laughing that we used to get like on old sitcoms. I mean, if it's funny enough, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, but it has to it has to have a balance. Yeah. If it doesn't have the balance, I don't think it's going to work out, man. You know, I guess at the end of the day, I shouldn't really complain because we asked for this. We mm-hmm. wanted all of this. We're living in a golden age of, you know, comic book content at this point. Right. Um, a golden age of superhero movies. So, hell, if we're going to get four movies from, from Marvel and then DC's going to up theirs to three or four, like, it's all coming. We're just yeah, going to get it. Right, look. I'm going to be in every one of them. Every single one. I know that. So, I ain't got to question that. And if it's bad, it's bad. But you know what? We always got something probably the very next month to look forward to. <laughs> right. so. It is what it is. Yeah. It's a lot to look forward to. Black Adam is December 22nd, 2021 on top of all the other th- other things coming out in 2021, man. Look forward to it. Can your pockets handle it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. I better get that A-list. <laughs> get that A-list. <laughs> Quit playing. Get on one of them screens on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Be economical, y'all. Be so, economical. Sure. Um, with that said, we're going to move on to the last topic, man. You went to a convention <laughs> yeah, recently. Man. Anime NYC, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, Let's talk about that, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I went to anime, anime NYC this weekend. I don't think it's the biggest anime convention. Just like... Comic-Con wasn't, or Comic-Con NYC wasn't the biggest convention ever either, right? Sure. But I, it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people there. It's not as big as Comic-Con, one, because anime is so niche, right? We live in a country where comic books was the foundation, right? Anime wasn't the foundation. And just by that context alone, I think there's there was a way more people at Comic-Con. But anime NYC definitely wasn't too far behind of how many people were there. It was, it was cool, man. It actually, so one of the things that... Uh, no Siri, no Siri. What the hell? No, you are not a guest on this week's podcast. Jesus, it's always me, man. It's always happens. I'm always the one with the faulty goddamn technology. First, it's the damn Facetime ringing and calling in. Now Siri wants to jump in yeah, and add her hey, conversation. You got an active phone over there, yeah, man. You got man. an active phone. Um, but and anime NYC was dope, man. I don't think it was. The craziest thing when it came to panels, right? When I went to Comic Con, okay. there was really dope panels. Sure. And NYC, eh. Like they're panel, okay. Panels are just okay. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in some of the merch that was there. Oh, uh, no. I was looking for a, a, a Hunter Hunter um, shirt and a Trigun shirt and a, or, or, and a Yu Yu Hakusho shirt. And I didn't get any of that. I got a couple pickups, though, that you know I'll share on uh, social media. But that being said, it was cool. I surprisingly didn't see as many black people as i thought i would but there were still a lot of black people <laughs> it was still a lot of black but there was still a lot of black people. yeah 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 well, that's good to see yeah it's, it's good to see uh anime is also one of those things where it doesn't necessarily have the best what's the word connotations i guess surrounding it right oh sure, where like sure. a lot of people think anime people are weird yeah 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 it's it, it hasn't it hasn't i don't think it's quite broken through like comic book culture right. as like traditional comic book culture mm-hmm. it's still right. sort of like considered like oh I mean, you like you, you yeah you people, that, a lot of people are like oh you watch anime yeah, yeah and i think that's why dragon ball z is so crazy for black people is because Black people love Dragon Ball Z. Oh my God! And that—that's uh, a lot of Black people's introduction into all anime, right? For sure. And I think that's why it's so big for them. Like they wouldn't watch something I don't know that just somebody doesn't know about and become an anime fan. They couldn't watch a Tokyo Ghoul or something crazy out of the water and just become an anime fan. Mm-hmm. But again, it was—it was interesting to see uh, anime NYC was—it it was dope. I wish there was again a, a little more better vendors. And I, I would like to see a little more, a couple more black people in there, man. But that's that's it. That's that's really all it is. Okay. Um, it was cool. 
My boy has his own manga. It's called God Punch. Follow it. It's it's literally about a black man. Shout him out, man. And an anime. My boy Pat. So that's what's up. Make it happen. Yeah. God Punch. You'll you might see me retweeted on social media or something at some point. But he's doing big things out here. It is really good. Uh, he's been sending me chapters for months um, before, but chapter one is published now. So I believe you can you could probably actually buy it, and I'll figure out where to do that at. But. Yeah, man. That's was, dope, man. It was a good weekend. Definitely got to support people in that culture, of course. Um, I, I love to hear, you know, black people getting into am, anime and like really showing that love and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, all of that good stuff, man. Uh, I still gotta, I still gotta hop on myself and like really start to get into it more because yeah. I am one of those black people that loves Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. uh, but I have not taken that extra step to to dive into all the other good stuff. Even though I, I like, I know, I know shows. Like mm-hmm. I have, a, I mean, you've recommended me shows, and I know other shows that I definitely want to watch. So I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to get into it soon, man. Yeah. So I can hopefully go next year. I think, I think once more. Um, Specifically speaking, to our people, right? Once more, black people realize that they're j- just stories. Yeah. Um. Just more. Just have to be animated, right? And I, I think people will, yeah, start watching more. Good to hear, man. Well, y'all, that's episode seven of Two Black Nerds. It is. Wow. Um. We want to thank y'all again for rocking with us as always. Um. Continue to follow us on social media for more conversation and more news coming from us. Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. No Facebook, y'all. Don't go there. We're not there. We're not gonna be there because we know y'all not there. Um. Also, definitely subscribe, leave a comment and a positive rating if you can on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you can. Man, we love to hear that feedback from y'all or just DM us. You know, we're always open to you know getting those messages. Come talk to us if you know us personally. Come talk to us, chat with us, let us know what you think about the show. Tell us topics that you want to talk about. Um, As we continue to mention every week, we have a lot coming up for y'all, man. A lot of really exciting episodes. All the episodes. Oh, my goodness. The debate and the conversation around these things is going to be really interesting. So we're going to run down. um, We're going to run down a few things before the end of the year is over. We're going to talk about the top 25 movies of the decade. Mm, Big one. The whole decade. That's the the one I'm actually the most excited about. We're going to get it. We're also going to be talking about the top 10 movies of 2019 yep uh this year alone like we got to examine what that looks like for this year there's been some incredible stuff we just saw three movies that they very well very well might be might on there make, make it on that list <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about that as well uh we also have coming for you guys the top 10 and oh no 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 wait wait the top 10 best and the top 10 worst comic book <laughs> slash superhero the movies of, of the decade yep. right so mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna look at the, the 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 superhero and comic book movies that we really liked and then we're, we're gonna look at the ones that just weren't so good because probably should have been made there's some duds in there boy um <laughs> yeah those will be left unnamed for now mm-hmm. but trust me they will get their medicine right um what else we got for them man we got some other lists coming for yeah them man we have the, over. the top 25 hip-hop albums of the decade as oh, well oh man um as well as the top 10 of the year yep and same thing with r&b top 25 of the decade and top 10 of the year there's been a lot of conversation about r&b lately i feel like uh, i've been hearing a lot about hip-hop the past couple days yeah honestly. yeah yeah i think i mean you know we, we we talked about like the biggest r&b artists of the decade like who yeah. did the best on the chart a little bit of both i guess yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Rihanna and Beyonce. It's a lot of man. Murdered it. It's a it's a lot of good conversation coming up for y'all, man. I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to these. These are gonna be some uh some really interesting episodes. It's a it's a tall task to look at an entire decade it's hard. of content. Hey, man, so charge don't 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 charge our decisions right to the <laughs> don't don't charge it to the head, man. Don't charge it to the heart. Charge it to the game. Charge it to the game. This is everything can't make it, right? Everything can't make it. Yeah. Um, these it's in our it's our opinion too, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be rolling those out for y'all uh, real real soon. We're gonna be recording them and we'll let you know what the criteria is and what the release schedule for those will be. But we're gonna knock those out really soon. So stay tuned. 
for those lists and those episodes coming for you. But with that said, you know, we'll be back next week, of course, with another episode of Two Black Nerds, man. Yeah, man. Uh, one, one more time, encourage everyone to be ready for Two Black Nerds Movie Club. It's going down really soon. I got, like, three movies in mind. Oh, Just perfect. be ready. Well, let's do it, man. Um, it happens. Yeah, man. A lot of people are like, man, can we watch this together? This is, like, another movie, uh, Christmas, a black Christmas movie coming out on Netflix that we all should watch when it wow. comes out that I'm actually excited for. Okay. Because we need all the black Christmas movies. Okay. Um, and Here we go. Yeah, man. That's it. Uh, appreciate y'all. Again, follow us again at Two Black Nerds on any and everything. And that's it, y'all. This has been Two Black Nerds, where we're too black, too nerdy, and we out. Peace.